Hey friends, welcome to the City Hope Podcast. My name is Bobby Thompson and I have the privilege of serving as a lead pastor. I pray that today's message would inspire you, it would encourage you, and it would also challenge you in your walk with Christ. Enjoy today's sermon. Well, welcome to church. Um, we're going to have a good day today. Uh, I, I, thank you for being here. Uh, my name is Bobby, and if I haven't got to meet you yet, I do want to just say uh, we're so honored that you chose to be here and worship with us this morning. Uh, if you're looking for, if you're new here and you're looking for the perfect church, you found it, okay? You, you're, you're here, and if by perfect you mean a bunch of people who need a lot of grace from God, uh, that's what we are. But uh, I really do want to thank you for being here uh, this morning. Uh, I'm excited. We're in a brand new series we're starting today called Traps and Trolls. Traps and Trolls. And it's going to be a fun four weeks, I promise you. Uh, basically what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about some traps that we can fall into as believers, as people. Well, some traps that maybe the, the enemy uses and how the enemy trolls us to uh, get our heart and our mind off of living for Christ. And he traps us and he trolls us and it's going to be a lot of fun. Today we're going to talk about the trap of offense, okay? So how many of you guys in here have ever been offended? Anybody in here ever been, anybody today you were offended? Go ahead, it's all right. You can be honest, all right? Um, according to a recent survey, nearly two thirds of uh, United States adults say that people being too easily offended is a major problem in our world today. How many of you would agree with that? People are too easily offended. I see a lot of people nodding their heads. 53% of Americans say that people saying offensive things to others is a major problem. Anybody think that's an issue? All right, some of you. So I, I, I thought about it this week and I thought I, I could take about five minutes and offend everybody in the room. All right, that would only take me about five minutes because there's so many controversial topics, right? There's so many things like, oh, we don't talk about that. You know, you probably have family members. They're like, oh gosh, here we go. When you see them, it's going to be controversial, right? So I thought, hey, why not? Let's just make it uncomfortable and let's just talk about some uncontroversial or some controversial topics, all right? So I'm going to start kind of on the lower level, just some home uh, controversies, all right? And so the first one has to deal with toilet paper, all right? So Here's the controversy that I need to know the which side of the aisle that you're on, okay? So how many people say it's got to be from the top? Anybody? All right, okay. How many people say, no, 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 you're wrong, it's the bottom? Nobody. No, one guy, one guy thinks it should be, I'm with you, brother, I'm with you, all right? So it's not, like, apparently it's not that controversial, all right? Uh, now, here's one I know is going to be controversial, the toothpaste container, all right? So there's really two ways to do this, and one of them's wrong, all right? Um, how many of you think you should squeeze from the bottom of the toothpaste to get the toothpaste out? Oh, my gosh. You guys are animals. How many of you think the top is where you squeeze? Get out. Just leave. No, I'm kidding. Anybody just squeeze in the middle? Like, oh, what? What is wrong with you people? All right? Good gravy. Uh, so, so. All right, that's kind of some lower-level controversial topics. Let's step it up a notch, okay? Um, what if I was to say this morning that um, the University of South Carolina football team is terrible? Is anybody going to be mad about that? No, nobody's mad about that, all right? All right, what about this? Clemson is a bunch of has-beens. 
Anybody angry? Okay, we got a few people. Yeah, okay. We got a few people angry. All right. Now, uh, okay, we're going we're gonna to just step right into it. Don't answer on this one, all right? Just keep your answer to yourself, all right? What if I got up here and talked about those no good Democrats? Don't cheer. Don't, uh, easy, easy, all right? What if I get up here and talk about those no good Republicans? Then things get a little tense, right? And we start getting, all right, hold on now, Bobby. You, you can start and talking. All right. Uh, we, you know, we were watching that video, and that's funny, and that guy's going to be with us throughout this series, and, and it's just something fun. But, you know, with, the, with Halloween coming up, right? There's a lot of people, man. Halloween, don't, don't celebrate Halloween. That's the devil's holiday, right? You shouldn't do anything. You know, turn your lights off. Don't give away candy, right? There's people that feel that way. And then there's other ones like, what are you talking about? Let's just have fun and give the kids candy. Right. Think about if you if you know anything about churches today, one of the big controversial topics about churches is women in ministry. Right. Should women be allowed to teach? Should women be pastors? And and, and what does the Bible say? And, the, and it's division. And all around us, if, if we're honest, like the, the trap of offense is real. Right. Like you can get offended in a, in a quick second. Your blood pressure can start going. And all of us would probably agree that most of the traps and the trolls that we allow in our lives um, come from the devices that we have. Right. We, we bring those into our lives and we get easily uh, uh, offended and we read things and we hear things and we see things. And, and there's constant uh, just struggle and people get fired up a lot. The, the reality is that the division in us as people seems to be more and faster than ever before. It seems to be so, so much. And, and so for the next four weeks, I just want to inspire you to, to be able to withstand some of the traps and some of the trolls that we're going to look at. We're going to talk about today the trap of offense, and, and we're going to look at the trap of shame. We're going to look at the trap of comparison. We're going to look at the trap of careless words in our lives. And so today, um, here, here's my goal today. I want to challenge your worldview. The way you wake up and you go out into the world every day and the way you view things around you, I want to challenge you with that. I want to challenge your personal sense of righteousness today. What you think and feel is right, right? And to, to be honest with you, this, this sermon is, there's going to be a temptation for you to think about other people, right? Man, I wish so-and-so was here to hear this because they're always offended. Or I wish so-and-so, I hope my wife is listening. I hope my husband is listening, right? But I want to, I want to challenge you today. Um, on, on just uh, understanding how God wants us to live our lives. And I do want to give you a, 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 just a quick disclaimer. The things we're going to talk about today are not easy. They're not something that comes natural. And I believe, honestly, that, that this message today, this, this lifestyle that I'm going to be talking about today is not sustainable and may not even be possible without a relationship with Jesus. It's not sustainable for you and I to not get offended and react. It's not sustainable for us to live the right way if we don't have a growing relationship with Christ. Uh, this week, uh, it was like Tuesday or Wednesday, and Shira, my wife, she asked me, so what are you preaching about this week? And I told her, and she just started laughing. She thought it was the funniest thing. She's like, hmm, you're really good at this one. Uh, so... Uh, uh, this is one I struggle with, and I'm just going to be completely transparent and honest with you. This one's tough today because a lot of this has to do with your personality. A lot of it has to do with habits that you've built. I'm a very black and white person, okay? If, if this happens, then this should be the thing, right? If I see something bad, my immediate response is consequences, right? Punishment. You did wrong, so payback. 
That's my immediate, just if I see, uh, you know, my children being disrespectful, boom, we're stopping that now, right? And I just have that personality. My mind works this way. And, and this, is, this is extremely tough for me. Um, and so this, this sermon today, this, as I've studied this week, man, God has just convicted me so much. But I want you to hear this today. And, and I was just thinking about uh, uh, the, the example that we have in Jesus. And, and this will be on the screen. And, and this, is, this is what I truly, truly believe. No matter who you are, no matter how you sit in here, how you came in here today, I believe that following Jesus, who perfectly modeled a walk of humility, grace, forgiveness, and peace, while still standing for justice against oppression, standing up for the outcast and vulnerable, is possible. We can do this. It's tough, and it's going to take some intentionality on your part. And, and no matter if it's in traffic in the morning, if it's online, if it's at home in your living room, we have to be aware of the traps that the enemy is trying to set and for us to fall into. And so today, I'm going to present this message a little bit different. Typically, if, you, if you've been with us for a while, I like, to, I like to find a story in the Bible and just use that story and unpack it. And, and, but as I was studying this week, God's Word says so much about this. And I didn't want to get just stuck to one place, so we're going to go to all of them, okay? So we're going to move a lot. I'm going to give you a lot of notes, and the, the, the goal today is for you to take some notes, for you to write some things down. Everything will be on the screen. You can take a picture of that if you want to, if you learn that way better. But, but I want to just help you today because the Bible talks a lot about how God's people can protect themselves from falling into these types of traps. So we're going to look at three truths today. We're going to bounce around. So, uh, so let's just jump right in. Number one. Number one is your response matters. Your response matters. If you've been offended, if something happens to you that you don't like, something you see is wrong or you think it's injustice, your response matters. Look with me at 2 Timothy chapter 2. A very, very uh, uh, practical portion of scripture here that Paul is writing, telling the church, this is how you're supposed to respond. Look what it says in verse 22. Flee from your youthful passions... Pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with all those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. So look what he's saying. He's like, don't do this by yourself, right? You're doing this along with other people. Have people in your life who are also pursuing these things, okay? Verse 23, reject foolish and ignorant disputes because you know that they breed quarrels. The Lord's servant must not quarrel, but must be gentle to everyone, able to teach and patient, instructing his opponents with gentleness. Perhaps God will grant them repentance, leading them to the knowledge of the truth. Then they may come to their senses and escape the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. So what he's saying here is offense is going to happen. You are going to be offended in this world, in this life. And it is your choice how you respond. It is up to you what you're going to do with this uh, offense. Now, I want to just stop here and I want to just understand and get a real good grasp of the difference between reacting to something and responding to something. Because there's a big difference, all right? So, so let's break this down. The, the trap of offense it's going to trigger emotions, right? Emotions are going to be a part of this. And you have to decide uh, uh, how you're going to handle those emotions. Now, reacting is this. Now, this is just Bobby's definition, okay? This is in the Bible. I just want to give you what I believe is the difference in reacting and responding. Reacting is usually instant. It just, it's what just comes out. It's usually harsh. It's usually uncomfortable, 
There's a lot of uh, attention. Most of the time when I react, I'm being defensive, right? I would say reacting is at the mercy of my emotions. Whatever emotion that I have right now, angry, mad, sad, upset, my reaction is at the mercy of my emotions. So if reacting kind of is this, this negative way to, to handle my emotions, look what Ecclesiastes 7, 9 says. Don't let your spirit rush to be angry. Anger abides in the heart of fools. Don't let your spirit rush to be angry. For some of us, our initial reaction is always anger, madness, frustration. Don't let your spirit rush to be angry. Here's what I'm learning. If you always react, then the trap of offense will chain you to your pain and your problems. If you always react, if you never take the time to respond, but you always react through your emotion, that the trap of offense, the thing that happens, the disrespect, whatever it is, is going to chain you to your pain and your problems. So what is responding? Responding is thoughtful. Responding is usually calm. Responding uh, often contains reasoning. It's when I'm in control of my thoughts. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5, Jesus calls us, he says, humble yourselves. Therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your cares on him because he cares about you. Humble yourself. Okay, my, what I want to do is lash out. What I want to do is, is get out of this car and go up there and tell you what I think. What I want to do is, is, you know, but, but I got to be humble. I've got to humble myself. I got to be in control of my thoughts and I got to respond in a godly way. The truth is when we can learn to respond instead of reacting, our relationships with people are far more likely to grow. Our relationships with our, with our spouse, with our children are far more likely to grow and have a positive outcome. But let's just be honest this morning, okay? It's way easier to react than to respond. It's way easier just to say what I feel and, and overpower the urge, right? It's way easier. It's tough to, to hold back and to be intentional. It requires effort. I um, have an opportunity uh, um, to be in a, a Bible study with a few guys and kind of we're getting started back up. And this past week we met together and I asked, uh, one of the guys told a story and I asked him if I could tell this story and um, Jake is, is, is one of the guys, many of you guys know him, and he was telling us this story that this past week he had some work done on his car at a tire shop, and something happened, and, and it just fired Jake up, and he said, man, I just let those guys have it. I've been going there for years, and I just tore them up. I told them what was wrong. I was so mad, and I'll never come back here, and he said, I just let them have it. He said, I got in the car, and I was feeling good. And he said, I got about a, a, a two minutes down the road, and then the Holy Spirit just started convicting me. He said, how in the world can you claim to live for Jesus but to treat people like that? And so Jake turns around, goes back to the tire shop, and he's telling us this story. And I'm like, yes, this goes perfect with my sermon. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> he goes back to the tire shop, and he goes to the manager. And he says, hey, can you do me a favor? Will you, will you get all the employees in here? And he lined up all the employees. And he said with, with tears in his eyes, he apologized to every one of them for the way he just had treated them. 
And he told them, he said, that the Jesus that I claim to know, the God that I claim to know, I didn't show you him today. Your response matters, church. The way you respond to things in this world, the way you respond to people that don't know Christ, it matters. You want to know why it matters? Go, 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 look, look back at verse 25 here. Listen, listen to what he says. Instructing his opponents with gentleness. Listen to this. Perhaps God will grant them repentance, leading them to the knowledge of truth. Your response may be the thing that leads somebody to Jesus. Your response may be the thing that someone sees. And, and look what he keeps on saying. Then they may come to their senses and escape the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. Wait, 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 wait. They're already in a trap. If we don't know Christ, if there's people that you deal with that, that don't have a relationship with Jesus, they're in the trap of the devil, right? And, and, and what God's word is telling us, the way you respond, the way you react in this situation might be the thing that brings them to to know Jesus might be the thing that brings them to get out of the trap that the devil has them in. You and I can't fall into the trap that they're already in. Your response matters because it may lead someone to Christ. And it matters enough for us to acknowledge it and bring it before the Lord and work on it, right? Some of us can't get over the fact, well, there's right and there's wrong and I'm right. And I'm going to fight for what's right. But it matters enough for us to acknowledge it because it might lead someone out of the trap that the devil has them in. And here's the thing today, church. We must let our response represent who we are living for. We must let our response represent who we are living for. Number two, your response matters. Number two. The trap of offense cannot capture the righteousness that God desires. The trap of offense cannot capture the righteousness that God desires. One of the, one of the passages of scripture we're going to look at a lot in this series over the next couple of weeks is, is James chapter 1. And James is the, the oldest half-brother of Jesus. And James gives believers uh, just so much you know, wisdom and, and practical things, how to live uh, with a great attitude of humility. But listen to James chapter 1 verse 19. My dear brothers and sisters, understand this. Many of you know this verse. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For human anger does not accomplish God's righteousness. Human anger does not accomplish God's righteousness. Now, the bad news is this, that true and perfect righteousness for man is not possible by ourselves. It's nothing you can do. You can't act a good way. It's not behavior modification. If I read my Bible every day and I pray every day and I go to church and I give money and I help old people, and I, you're never going to reach righteousness on your own by the way you act. The good news is that righteousness is possible for mankind, but only through the cleansing of your sin by Jesus Christ and the leading your life is indwelling of the Holy Spirit and allowing him to lead your life. We have no ability to have righteousness in and of ourselves. But as, as followers of Christ, we possess God's righteousness. First, or 2 Corinthians chapter 5. He, God, made the one who did not know sin, Jesus, to be sin for us. So that we might become the righteousness of God. 
So I can't get it on my own, but here's what God did. God knew I couldn't do it on my own, so he sent Jesus to die on the cross. He was sinless, blameless, righteous, perfect. He put him on the cross so that the sinner, the ugly, the offended, the guy who gets angry can be righteous in the eyes of God. That's the good news. On the cross, Jesus exchanged my sin for his righteousness. On the cross, Jesus was treated as a sinner so that I could be treated as a righteous person. So God gives us Jesus to live this righteous life. And here's God's desire for you and I. Listen to me. We, we, sometimes we, we complicate so many things in our life, right? A life led by Jesus is God's desire for you. All right? Hear me today. A life led by Jesus, the one who made you righteous, that's God's desire for you and I, that we be led by Jesus. A life led by me is way more likely to be falling into the traps of offense. And so let me tell you this this morning. Let me just say this, and I, and I say this with, with love in my heart. I don't say this in a mean way, but if you're here this morning, and you find yourself getting offended everywhere you look, it might be because you're the one leading the charge. It might be because you're the one out of your, out of your righteousness, not out of Jesus' righteousness. It might be because you're the one leading the charge. The trap of offense cannot capture the righteousness of God. Now, I, I do want to say this because this, this happens. I get this question a lot, to, to be honest with you. Um, Okay, how, how do I, dis what if someone says something that I truly disagree with, that I feel is wrong, that is against God's word? How, how, what do I do to the people that do offend me? And, and really what we're asking is, how can I disagree but still show the love of Jesus, right? That's, that's how we need to kind of to filter our lives as we look through the, the lens of the world. How can I disagree but still show the love of Jesus? Well, let, let me just say this, and I'll break it down just a, a little bit of uh, practical ways. As a Christian, you are not called to argue every topic and post your stance on everything in the world on social media, all right? You're not called to do that. That's not what God wants you to do. As Christians, we're called to love and we're called to be peacemakers. Look at Hebrews chapter 12. Just a small, small verse. But I want you to see the, the impact. Pursue peace with everyone. Even the guy I don't like. Even the people that stand for things that I don't, I don't like. Even, what, what, what? No, 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 no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show them. I'm going to prove to them that they're wrong. Pursue peace with everyone. And holiness. But why? Because without it, no one's going to see the Lord. Sometimes we get so wrapped up in the trap of offense. And you know what the people see? They see me. They don't see the Lord. When I, when I react and, and I, I go back at them and I'm harsh and I'm right. I know I'm right. There's, this needs to be justice. You're, I'm right. You're wrong. I'm going to tell you so. What do they see? They don't see the Lord. They see you and I. Pursue peace with everyone and holiness. Why? Because without it, no one will see the Lord. So in my conversations, how can I disagree and show the love of Christ? Remember the goal. Remember the goal is always, always, always for people to see the Lord. 
The goal should always be for people to see that there's something different in you. Even when I mess up and I leave and I get convicted and I have to go back, people are going to see the Lord in me. Well, how do I do that, Bobby? How do I really do that? Let me just give you a simple little phrase here, okay? Just something practical for you to remember. Bring honor into the conversation. Bring honor into the conversation. Look at um, Romans chapter 12, verse 9 and 10. Listen to this. Let love be without hypocrisy. Detest evil. Cling to what is good. He's saying have standards. It's okay for you to have standards. It's okay for you to say this is right, this is wrong. But love one another deeply as brothers and sisters. Take the lead in honoring one another. Usually when there's that offense happening and and whichever side you fall on, there's usually not a lot of honor in the conversation, is there? There's not a lot of honor in the things that we watch on TV, the things that come through our screens on social media. There's not a lot of honor. But as a follower of Christ, he, he says, listen, there's right and wrong. Stand for what is right. But love one another deeply as brothers and sisters. Strong positions on any topic. Go anywhere you want. Strong positions on topics are often backed up by convictions are often backed up by past experiences and if I'm going to bring honor into the conversation I listen to their point of view most of us can't even listen right we just want to tell our side and we want to tell them why they're wrong we can't even listen but if I'm willing to listen and do love one another deeply as brothers and sisters guess what I'm doing I'm listening to what this person is really saying and I'm trying to find out the source of their opinion and why they feel that that they, they have to feel this way and I want to try to better understand them why because when people feel listened to when people feel understood what do they feel they feel loved and God tells us detest evil cling to what is good but love each other deeply it's pretty hard to love someone deeply when I'm all I'm trying to do is win an argument when all I'm trying to do is get them to see my side bring honor into the conversation number three number three this is probably the hardest one We can sidestep the traps in our way by walking in grace and forgiveness. We can sidestep the traps in our way by walking in grace and forgiveness. Look what Proverbs 19 says. A person's insight gives him patience and his virtue is to overlook an offense. Wait, what? Over, like, I can't, how do I, over, they did me wrong. What they did is wrong. What they stand for is wrong. How, I got to overlook an offense. Instead of getting angry, instead of, instead of taking offense and pridefully defending my point of view, I can intentionally show patience. I can intentionally show love. I should intentionally show grace. I should intentionally so, show forgiveness. And I want you to think about it like this. When we do this, when we live in this way, full of grace, full of truth, full of forgiveness, what we are doing is, is going to far more change the world than winning the argument. When I show someone grace that they don't deserve, when I show someone forgiveness that they did not earn, it's far more going to change the world than it, me winning this argument. And here's the truth today. We give grace because we've been given grace. 
We give grace because we've been given grace. We don't give grace because they deserve it, right? We give grace because we've been given grace. Grace isn't a a free pass that allows us to throw off just, you know, I can do whatever I want because there's grace, right? Grace, listen to me today, is the unmerited favor of God poured out on us in our faith in Christ Jesus God's grace is a compelling change agent that should, when we receive it, it teaches us how to live our life. It teaches us how we should go about our daily walk. One author said it like this in his grace uh, toward us. God says this, I see your sin. I name your sin specifically to you through conviction of the Holy Spirit. I've made a way for your specific sin to be dealt with at the cross of Christ. You don't have to cover it or ignore it or try to deal with it on your own. Because of Christ, you have an avenue to be free of your sin. Confess and repent and you will be forgiven. I will help you change. That's grace. That's the grace that that God offers you and I. He says, no matter what your past looks like, no matter what you, you, you could have went out last night, Saturday night and partied and sinned and lived totally unrighteous. But guess what? Here's my grace for you. Here's what I have for you. And it's not because you earned it. You definitely didn't earn it. It's because I love you. It's because I care for you because I want to help you change. That's the grace that we receive. And so that's the grace that we have to walk in when the trap of offense comes our way. Grace changes us not excuses us and we give it because we got it we walk in grace but we also walk into forgiveness why do I give forgiveness I give forgiveness because I've been given forgiveness why does God forgive us he he he, he forgives us so many times and he, he, he we, we come to him and we we sin and we mess up and we say God I'll never do it again and then a week later we say oh God I, I told you I wouldn't do it again but here I am and and we sin and we sin but every time we ask for God's forgiveness he gives us right and it's not because we deserve it it's because he wants to redeem your soul okay stay, stay with me here for a minute he wants your soul to be redeemed his love is always for you Okay, never, ever, ever in your mind allow the enemy to to troll you into believing that he doesn't love you. And he's sitting up there with his finger and he's mad at you and he's pointing out. The Bible says he forgives us all sins. He calls us and he says, listen, I, I know you don't deserve it, but I sent my son Jesus so that you could have forgiveness. I knew you were going to be a sinner and I still forgive you. It doesn't give you the right. It's not your past to go do whatever you want. It gives you a past to say, you know what? He forgave me and he calls me to give that same love to the people around me. Look at Ephesians chapter four. This is a tough one. Let all bitterness Anger, wrath, shouting, and slander be removed from you, along with all malice. That's a tough one. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another. Just as God also forgave you. Sometimes we just got to remember. We got to have that 
that rewind button in our own life and say, man, how many times has God forgiven me? How many times has he, his grace and his mercy came into my life? How many times has he comforted me knowing that, man, I'm, I screwed up again. And he's still there with wide open arms, loving me, caring for me, waiting for me to come back. And the Bible says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another, just like God forgave you. One of my favorite quotes on forgiveness. To forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that prisoner was you. To forgive is to set a prisoner free and to discover that that prisoner was you. Forgiveness sets you free. God's forgiveness has no limits. Maybe you're here this morning and it's finally time. It's time for you to send that text. It's time for you to make that phone call. It's time for you to sit down with someone and help each other get out of this trap of offense that you're in. It's time for you to bring honor into the conversation. It's time for you to live your life full of grace, full of forgiveness, not because they deserve it, but because that's what God's done for you. I think we can all sidestep the trap of offense by walking in the grace and the forgiveness. Resisting the temptation to stay stuck. Some of you this morning, you're stuck. You're stuck in a trap of offense. You know, one of the, one of the tough things about the trap of offense yeah, it, it may happen in, the, in traffic when someone cuts you off. It may happen at work when someone treats you wrong. Or, but, but a lot of times it happens in our living rooms. A lot of times it happens in our own homes when, when uh, uh, you know, mom and dad have different views on things. Or, or son or daughter does something that they shouldn't and they deserve a punishment. And one person's like, let's be graceful. And the other person's like, no, it's right. You know, we got to do the right thing. And so it starts... We get trapped in our own homes. We get stuck. Let me, just remind, let me just remind you this week. Would you walk out of here today and live your life the rest of this week? And Just remember, your response matters. Your response to your spouse, your response to your children, your response to the people who wrong you, your response matters. Why? It may show him Jesus. When I'm offended and I'm living and I'm mad and I'm angry and I'm, I'm, I'm doing all the wrong things, but I, I think I'm doing right because I deserve to be right, it's not the righteousness of God. A life led by Jesus is God's desire for you and I. Let's go out this week and be led by Jesus. When we're led by Jesus, we were reminded that, man, he gives me so much grace, so who am I not to give it? He's given me so much forgiveness, who am I not to offer it? I want to ask you this morning just to bow your heads, close your eyes as we close today. Really, this sermon is all about spiritual warfare. This whole series is about spiritual warfare, the traps that the enemy has, the, the way the enemy trolls us, 
We're in a battle. You're in a battle for your soul. We're in a battle for your children's soul. And the way you respond matters. Maybe you're here this morning and the reality is you don't have a relationship with Jesus. And your response looks nothing like Jesus because you don't know Christ. I believe that Jesus wants you to be free from the trap of sin and death so badly that he, he sacrificially took your place on a cross. He suffered the burden of your sin. Heads bowed and eyes closed. And I want you to just picture with me Jesus walking to the cross, carrying his cross. He's been beaten. He's being spit on. He's being made fun of. And he got up on that cross, hands up with nails, feet with nails, crown of thorns on his head, body battered and bruised. And I want you to remember these words as Jesus looked up to his father and all these people who were condemning him, all these people who were treating him so bad. He said, Father, forgive them. Wow. No offense that Bobby Thompson is ever going to walk through, is ever going to compare to the offense that Jesus took that day. And if he, if he could look to his father and say, Father, forgive him. That's the forgiveness that I need in my life. If you're here this morning and you've never accepted the forgiveness and the grace that God's given you, that's your next step. That's exactly what Jesus is offering you this morning. It's by grace you've been saved. Not because of you. It's a gift of God. So before you leave today, as you walk out the back doors, as always, there's a white tent back there. Our care team's there. Some of our pastors will be there. I'll be up front. And, and I want to just encourage you today. Don't walk out of here staying in the trap. It's time to get out of the trap. If you don't have a relationship with Christ, then just say, hey, can you, can you talk to me? Can you show me what that means? If you're here this morning and the Holy Spirit's speaking to your heart and you realize, man, <laughs> whoo, maybe you're like me and you're like, man, you got to start responding more than reacting. You got to bring this God's righteousness. You got to walk in grace and forgiveness, not in winning arguments. The Holy Spirit's convicting your heart this morning. Would you just do business with him? Spend some time there in your seat. Stop by the tent. Talk to one of our team. We'd love to pray with you, walk with you. Father, I thank you for your word that we can dig into. And Lord, it's alive today that we can take in our lives in 2023 and, and just be able to just use it as a mirror. And God, I pray that we would do that this week. Convict us of those places, Lord. Help us to, to change and to, to create healthy habits and to put you first and to live a life of, of grace and forgiveness, God, because that's what you've given us. Lord, I pray that the church, the, 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 the church worldwide would raise up and, and would, would live our lives to show people you. God, I pray that, that we wouldn't win an argument, but when people wouldn't see you, but God, that we would be graceful.
Show your love. Show your forgiveness so that others will know who you are. Help us to live our lives with something different inside of us that the world can see. And Jesus, we do this for your honor, for your glory. Lord, I pray for those that are in the room today that they know they're trapped. The enemy's got them. Pray that today you would open up their hearts, show them the direction, show them the next step to take to walk in fullness of your love and your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in with us today. We would love to connect with you, and the best way to do that is through social media or go straight to our website. God bless you and have a wonderful day.